Let's open with a word of prayer. Abba, we love you. Yeshua, Jesus, we love you. Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit, we love you. We surrender now. Thank you for how you have moved in our service today and continue to speak to our hearts, Lord, as we look to your word. And we give you praise in the name that is above every name, the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. So today we are going to uh, be talking about, the title of the sermon is, A Rising Tide Lifts All the Boats. And we have spoken, I've preached on this, Pastor Josh, Pastor Greg have preached on this, on unity. And unity in the church, you can have unity and not agree on everything. Did you know that? That's true. We call that the plurality of unity. Now, to be united as believers, as born-again believers, there is one thing that we must agree on, and that is the gospel, as found in 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. As the scripture states, Christ died for our sins, was buried, and on the third day rose from the dead. Amen? The nanosecond, the zeptosecond, the raptosecond, the instant. You believe that Jesus is the Mashiach, the Messiah, that he died, shed his precious blood to pay your sin debt once and for all, past, present, and future, and rose again. You believe in the resurrection? Boom! You are born again. It is a done deal. You are heaven bound and rapture ready. Somebody can say amen to that. Now that's important, right? That's a unity that we must have. Well, I looked up the definition for unity, and it is the state of being united or joined as a whole. Now, we've talked about unity in this. In fact, we see the Trinity, again, when they're talking about Nimrod and the people with the Tower of Babel. And you can be united in evil acts, or you can be united in godliness. Amen? And so we know that the the system, I'm telling you, there is a deep state, a global deep state shadow government. It is alive and well. This is not a political thing. It is the reality. And it is the antichrist system, the beast system wanting to rise, creating a new world order. When we look to the Bible, where did we see that founded? We find that in the Valley of Shinar with the Tower of Babel, with Nimrod. And God said of them, if they are united, there is nothing they can accomplish. And so God confounded them with Babel, and we have different languages. That is the Babylonian system fueled by Hasatan himself that is alive and well today. And I'm telling you, all signs point toward the rapture of the church. Jesus Christ is coming soon. Until he does, we occupy and redeem the time. And so you can see that even in evil, right, Sarge? They can be united in that. Well, you can be united in good things. We saw that when they dedicated Solomon's temple. The glory of the Lord filled the temple, right? The Bible says they were like one voice 
as they were led by the priest in these words, hallelujah, kitov, ki leolam hasto. We translate that for the Lord is good and his mercies endureth forever. We see it in the book of Acts, Acts chapter two in the upper room. And so it's important to have unity because when we can have unity, it does not mean that we are going to agree on everything. Right, Diane? But we can have the unity. And when we do, that's the rising tide that lifts all the boats. When we have unity in vision, unity according to the word of God, then whatever attacks, whatever is going on in our lives as born again believers, instead of pulling us down and feeling like you're on dry ground, we are lifted up and elevated as we all point toward Jesus Christ and extol the name of the Lord. Somebody can say amen in here. Is that true, church? And so it's important that we have unity. And there is something, and it is fueled by an evil demonic spirit it, you know, it, it's closely linked with a Jezebel spirit, which is linked with an Ahab spirit, which I'm not going to preach on today. And that is strife. The definition of strife is you are angry or bitter in disagreement over fundamental issues and there is conflict. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that today. We're going to talk about strife and how to put an end to it. This can impact your personal life or this can impact, and it definitely has impacted our church. I'm telling you right now, it has. And it's impacted the body of Christ. And today we're going to call it out. We're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 to 15. And I want to tell you, I love you. This is a message Holy Spirit has given me. I love you and it's for our good. And when God gives a message, he gives it to the preacher first. Let me tell you, I've dealt with strife in my own life. I dealt with strife yesterday, didn't I, Allie? Don't always do it perfectly, but I'm calling it out. We are living in the final moments of the end of days, and I want to fulfill the destiny, the call, the ministry, and anointing that God has for me and for this church. Amen? So, pursue peace with all people. Boy, that's sound advice from the word of God, isn't it? and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Well, you guys hear me, even in the blessing, right? I, I, I say shalom all the time. That's the Hebrew word for peace. It means perfect, whole, complete, lacking in nothing. When we're looking at this passage in the New Testament, the word for peace is actually in the Greek, and it's the word erne, and it means the cessation of war, conflict put away, rebuilding, reconstruction, and a time of peace. So what the writer of Hebrews, what the word of God is saying to us is we have to make a decision to put the conflict away and begin to rebuild the peace. Do you hear that? This doesn't save you, does it? Doesn't keep you saved. You're already born again if you believe Jesus is the Messiah and he rose from the dead. But if we want erne, if we want to put away warring, to put away conflict, and to bring peace, 
It may apply to your personal life, so take note. It definitely applies to the body of Christ and our church. It is a choice. The word states we have to follow after it to obtain it. The word follow is the Greek word diakos, and it's a hunting term. Are there any hunters in here? Oh, we got several. Yeah. Oh, Christy, I know you are too. Um, and so in the early service, I addressed Wayne. It's a hunting term. It means to follow, to chase, to pursue, to hunt. So in order to have this peace, what the word of God is saying. So we're believers. The word of God is saying to us, if we want to have peace, we have to make a choice and follow after it. It gives you like the picture of a hunter who's determined to get the prey. I think about my dog, Samson. They're saying, yeah, if Samson ha has anybody, now I don't endorse movies, but I can never remember the actor's name. Is it Channing Tatum? I got it right this time. But there's a clip. You can Google the preview. And in it, he has a Belgian Malinois. And Sarge is so funny. He actually calls the dog a demon. And at one point, he's, don't call my dog a demon. He is the most wonderful dog on the planet. He's an angel. She's like, uh-uh. So, but, you know, he's my dog. But in the, in the preview, the guy's holding the sandwich, and that quick the dog has it. Last night, Lindsay was sitting in the chair, and I, he won't bother her if I'm there, but he's so sneaky. He likes her tissues. And she's like, that quick, she didn't even know it, he had snuck up behind her and had her tissue and, and was on his dog climb. It's like his bed. He had that tissue. Like he'll get, if Jaden is, is eating his food, he's got to watch because he gets distracted. He could be holding something up. He won't even know Sam's got it out of his hand. It's that quick. That's the concept. We have to make a choice. And we have to go at it with determination, knowing. The thing about Belgian Malinois, you don't want to get into a fight with them because it's in their DNA. They will not lose. And we have to be that way, right? After the things of God. If we want this, we have to go for it. The question is, will we go for it? Will we do that? So that's the depiction we're getting. Strife is a spiritual blocker. You can be in a church service full of people and everyone else gets blessed and feels the presence of the Lord. And if you have strife, you will feel nothing because strife is a blocker. Are you listening, Christians? You can be a born-again Christian. And if you have strife, Sister Vonda, is that true? Allie just said, that's true. Pastor Josh, is that true? It is a blocker. You'll feel nothing because strife blocks. It blocks you from the anointing. It blocks you from the presence of the Lord. Now, I just got a bunch of people online. Oh, he's saying, like I did on my online sermon, that you can impact your fellowship. You can. You want to live in open rebellion and a lifestyle of sin? You're born again. It will not rob you of your salvation. Is that true, church? but it can impact your fellowship. 
If you have strife in your life and you think you're going to experience the blessing, Holy Spirit in you, you're grieving him and he's trying to work on you and point you to Jesus and tell you this is demonic, this is evil. And while as a born again believer, you cannot be possessed, you can be oppressed and you can allow things to continue in your life that will be a spiritual blocker. And that's the truth from God's word. It blocks you. Can you go get Peter? We're going to get Peter up here. Before we do, we're going to do something that I didn't do in first service. Lathan, you can leave that just pointed here. I'm going to use you first. So can you get around that without knocking it over? Do you want me to come to you? Oh, he can do it. Okay. So we are going to play Whisper Down the Lane. We haven't done that for a while. Because this is one of the things that grates my last spiritual nerve. And we're going to talk about this. Oh, I think he's here. Just stay here, Lathan. Stay here. Isn't he handsome? I love Lathan. Don't you love Lathan? Mighty man of valor. All right, Peter. When I give this to you, I love you very much. At Arthur Christian School, they learn memory verses, so I want you to say it slow and in the mic, okay? The ways of fools seem right to them, but the wise ones seem wise. Proverbs 12, 15. The ways of fools seem right to them, but the wise ones seem to advise. Proverbs 12, 15. But the wise, the ways of fools, right? Isn't that awesome? God's ways are higher. When he... He told me, he learned it the first day. When he told me his memory verse, I thought of Pastor Greg, who's preaching somewhere else today, filling in, and uh, I call him the Proverbs guy. Anybody who's known Pastor Greg, and so I said, you, you, I knew that he had to tell Papa, Mama, because that was important. But one of the things that we do that causes strife, one of the main things, because we're going to break it today, I'm declaring to you that root is broken today, not tolerating it, is gossip. Gossip is not only truth that people share in a negative way. If you have a truth about someone, if I'm out there doing drugs and all that kind of stuff, that, that's one thing. It should go to the elders. I, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Gossip can be truth that you speak about in a negative way. You should be talking to the Lord about it and taking it to your brother and sister. And if it's someone who's not in the church and they're not born again, why are you talking about them? Sin or sin, that's what they do. We bring them the gospel and we love them. So stop it. Gossip can be um, something negative that someone's doing that you spread, or it can actually be a lie that continues to be spread. Or something that you believe to be truth that isn't truth, but it's shared in a negative way. Jackie McLean, you are our church treasurer. The rumor is still going around that I'm embezzling funds from this church. Now, for those who know, we have polity in the church. We have elders. We have a board. Sarge, you sit on the board, right? Sarge, it's an impossibility for me to do that. I don't know what you all give. I know what comes into the church. I'm not, 
Is this true, Ariel and Jackie? I'm not on the bank accounts. You heard them. I don't write checks. I, the only thing I have is a credit card. Somebody said to me, somebody approached me this past week and said, we know about you using the church credit card for all your meals. Elizabeth saw me. I was actually listening to, um, I was actually listening to some of my friends in South Africa, Pastor Edsel and Pastor Noel Sitole, just amazing, and Dr. Pearl Coupe. I mean, I was just being blessed, and I wanted to get a loan, and so I got my lunch. You guys know where I love to go around here, right? I just love Red Apple, and I'm praying for Jet. She's going to have a boy here in a week. Those who know her, pray for her, and I was sitting there with my headphone in, and Elizabeth comes up, and but after that, somebody had approached me and literally said, and you pay for your meals. I do not pay for my meals with the church credit card. In fact, if I've taken you out and paid for your meal, I pay for it on my credit card. I shouldn't have to explain that. Jackie, is that true? Yes. This past month, there have been two charges. One was to buy medicine, This and I don't make that decision on my own. There's a committee. Is that true, Jackie? bought medicine for a child in need, and then once was to give a, a father, a family, he finally got a job, but he didn't have the gas to get to work. We are a giving church. Aren't we supposed to do that? And they're saying, I, I, I just, I don't, some days I have to say, down, Tim, up Holy Spirit. Because we know where that started. They make videos about it. And people believe it. It can't happen. See, they don't know. I know there are churches where the pastors found the church and they handle all the money. I don't handle the money. But see, the world, then it gets out there. And I'm using myself as an example. And it goes around. Well, I want you, I'm going to share a truth with Lathan. I'm going to whisper in his ear. And then, Michael, will you stand up? Eric, will you stand up? Tim Walton, will you stand up? Jake, will you stand up? Ariel, you stand up. Go ahead. She did it. Good, Jake. And then, Colleen, you stand up. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people. Just eight people. Now, I want you to imagine that this is eight people right here. Let's see. We haven't done this for a while. Will we get this right? I'm only going to say it once because often gossip happens because someone will be listening in and overhear another conversation. That's happened, and it gets completely thrown out of proportion. So we're going to see because it's damaging, and gossip causes strife, and it's got to stop. So I'm going to turn the mic off. Allie, can you bring me a pen and stay up here? She's like, ah. Oh.
Kathy and That's not our problem, because when the gossip goes, what you hear is your perception of reality. You can't whisper. So you can't whisper. <laughs> I know I would bet my retirement not that I plan to use it because I believe Jesus is coming that this is not going to be correct actually I'm not a betting man and it would be really wrong to do it from the pulpit I think but boy would I be tempted call um, Sin City Las Vegas and call Atlantic City. Let's see if we can do something online right now. We'll have a new sanctuary. (laughs) That was good, Jake. You guys can sit down after you've... All right, so we're going to do Colleen first. Come up here, Colleen. We Give her a round of applause and all of them. Don't we love... All right, mighty woman of God, we want to hear the truth. Okay, all, Say it loud. All he got was he lost his lure fishing. Okay, this is what they got. He lost his lure fishing. He lost his lure fishing. I think they got one word right. Zadie also loves fishing like Pawpaw. Zadie also loves fishing like Pawpaw. And what came back was he lost his lore fishing. Eight people. You can put that back there. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, guys. Do you get the point? When you go into town and you go to McDonald's, and people start talking about what supposedly I said or anybody else said, that's the garbage that comes back. And then it spreads. And we are living in a day and age because it is a spiritual battle right now. The reason the battle rages on is because Satan knows his time is short. And if you engage in that, shame on you. Pastor Josh, will you come up here? I want to drive this home. And I want to say this. I don't say this from arrogance, but it's truth. I've already talked about the fact that we have polity in the church. I I don't just go spend the church money. I couldn't. There is accountability. Isn't that right, Sarge? You're on the board. However, the church is a theocracy and not a democracy. It goes like this. Jesus Christ, the head of the church, and for Jonathan Creek Christian Church, it is Tim Henderson, the lead pastor of the church. I am not here because I chose this as a job or a vocation. I am here by the call of God. 
And if you do not believe I hear from God and the vision that the Lord has given me, you should leave now and find another church because we will not have unity. Right, Sarge? You don't have to agree with everything, but you have to capture the vision. And we have got to get to the root of this evil, divisive spirit that keeps going around and around. I'm going to give you an example, and I am tired of hearing it. First of all, give Pastor Josh, our next-gen pastor, a round of applause. Do we love him? Are we thankful for him? Because I know I am. Yes, I am the one who, after a year of looking for someone to fill that role or a similar role, when he was done with his internship, as the Holy Spirit led me, presented he and Allie to our elders and then to our board, and then to our church. When it came time for the vote, I recused myself because of our familial relationship, as did Pastor Greg. Now, here's what happens. I used Diane in the first service. I'll use Jackie right now as an example. And thank you, Pastor Josh and Jackie, for all you do. There are times the Holy Spirit gives me the message at a late hour, and I'm sending them things to put up on screen. I couldn't do that. I don't know how to do it, and I don't want to. I can, for those who come Wednesday nights, praise God, I know how to open the soundboard now. I can actually open the soundboard, but I still don't know how to turn it on, and I don't want to. I don't tell Jackie and Pastor Josh, this is how you're going to do it. I didn't tell Diane in first service, and I didn't tell Allie and Lindsay. I, now, if you started singing demonic songs, I'd pull you down. Who was here when that guy came who was greatly endorsed and started preaching heresy? Were you here when I pulled him down? Yeah, Jackie was saying, I think we need to get the bail money. I told, right, Sarge? I told him, don't touch me. Don't touch me. And he said, I'm not finished. I said, yes, you are. Sit down and shut up, and I'm going to tell you why. Now, my message was right. My delivery sister, Vonda, could have used work, but he needed to sit down and put the shut to the up with that heresy. Now, I don't tell Diane. I don't tell Jackie. I don't tell Allie what I give them, and their music goes along with the message. But I don't tell them, this is the songs you're going to do, and this is what you have to do. There may be from time to time, I'll say, could you check out this song? But I don't tell them how to do it. Jackie, do I tell you how to keep account of your treasury stuff? You just give the accurate reports. I don't do that. It has gone around that Pastor Josh is running the church in a negative way, and that is not true. Do you do anything on your own accord? No. This Mighty man of God, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. He doesn't just do things on his own, but just like, thank you. Yeah, you can stand up for him and give praise to the Lord for what he's done. Stand up, church. He's had every wicked thing said about him, as have I. Your love, Pastor Josh, stay there. So you can sit down. I want you to understand. So when I... When I, we have a vision, like a whole committee who did all this, and I get Pastor Josh, or we talk about the task at hand, I don't say, I want to know how to do the lights anyway. I don't say you've got to do it this way. I tell Pastor Josh, this is your role and responsibility. That's my job as a lead pastor. I decide the pulpit fill in this church. 
That's my job. I am the pastor. Jesus Christ, Tim Henderson, that's the theocracy. If you don't like it, I can walk you to the doors. And I don't say that rude. I love you. I'll love you right out the doors. But we're not having that spirit in this church. What you're doing what? Our Michael will walk you to the door for me. See, I'll delegate. And so I don't believe that that's the case here, but we've got to stop this. So when I give Pastor Josh a job and he does a phenomenal job, what has happened, what has happened is people will say to me, and this has happened, hey, what about this? And I'll say, go check with Pastor Josh. And then it goes around. Well, he's letting Pastor Josh run everything. No, I'm not. I'm letting Pastor Josh use his gifts and his abilities to get the job done that we have determined as the Lord leads that need to be done. And I'm telling you, if I continue to hear, and in the case of this mighty man of God, who God has ordained to be here and serves with me, I will put at I will stop that thing. I will silence it. If I continue to hear gossip and there is strife in this church, I will stop it. You won't have the choice. Thank you, Pastor Josh. I love you. And you are a blessing. And I used Tim as an example because I could. Anybody else over it? You're over the gossip. You're over the strife. We want to fulfill the purpose that God has for us. We're going to break it down. We're not done yet. To get rid of strife, we have to make a commitment and follow, chase for peace in our personal life and in the church. It means I'm going to behave differently and come up to God's standard that he set for me. Amen, church? Verse 15 says, looking diligently, that word in the Greek is episkopos. It's from the epi and skopos, and it means to look over, oversight, manage. It's a supervisory position. It is actually, that word episkopos is actually the New Testament word for bishop. Does that mean you're now all knighted bishops? I'm going to coordinate you a bishop. You now have some spiritual designation in the church? No. What it means is, what the writer is saying, what the word is saying is, you are the overseer, the manager of your own lev. The lev is the Hebrew word for the heart which isn't your organ or muscle or whatever it is, your heart, your physical heart. It's your inner man. You are the one who gives oversight to that. And you're the one who's responsible to make sure that you're not allowing bitterness and contention and strife to be in your heart. And this is really key in order to have unity. I would rather stand with two or three than thousands who have strife going on. There's no place for strife in this church. It's our individual responsibility. If we allow strife and contention to rule and reign our inner man, our hearts, and... This verse commands us as we have the authority over our own inner man, over our hearts. You are the bishops of your own heart.
It goes on, lest anyone fail at the grace of God. Well, what does that mean? Well, grace is something that God does for us that he gave us freely. It's his unmerited favor. So how can you fail at something that God has given us? Well, an example, have you ever dealt with a difficult person? Anybody here ever deal with a difficult person? Yeah, I know we all have. And when you rely, these two are reaching up. Yeah, we have. Yesterday, last night, we did. An hour ago for Crystal. Because we say, I'm not going to permit that strife. And in order to address it, you've got to acknowledge it. Right, Sarge? If we won't acknowledge it, you're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over. That's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing day in and day out, expecting a different result. So God's grace is his unmerited favor. If you rely on God, if you'll acknowledge it, even confess it, and you'll rely on... There's the word for repentance unto salvation, which is a done deal when you believe he's the Messiah and he rose from the dead, is metanoia. It's a change of mind. I come to agreement with the word of God. The word for believers for repentance, meaning I'm going to turn from that. It doesn't save you. It doesn't keep you saved. You're already born again. It's metamalami. It's godly sorrow. And some people need to learn that we need to respond to that. We need to acknowledge that. And we need to stop it. And so God will show you how to deal with situations, what to say, how to behave. Then you and I have to take responsibility for our own hearts, our own inner man, and embrace the grace. I love that. Are you ready to embrace the grace, church? If you, knowing what you need to do, are unwilling to do it, the grace that came to help you, not your salvation, but the effectiveness will be ineffective because you're refusing and you're grieving Holy Spirit. The word goes on, lest any root of bitterness spring up and defile you. Well, the Greek word for root is ridza, and it means something deeply. It's firmly, it's deeply rooted. Bitterness has a root so deep and so long that it can literally go through generations. I remember my mother, and she dealt with this after she was born again, but because her grandfather and father dealt in wars and had a prejudice against Japanese, all Japanese people that really came from Pearl Harbor, my mother carried that on. And even those in my family and younger generations carried that on, and I addressed it. That's wrong. What happened? That root of bitterness was so deep that it, that it went from generation to generation. It's why people who are abused often become abusers. I remember at nine years old, right before my mother was born again, and I love her, I, I honor her, she's, she's in glory, but she did something to me that was so horrible, and I remember crying for a couple hours, and I literally said these words. I, will, I, I said it to the Lord. Lord, I will never do this to anyone else. I didn't know at the time, I didn't recognize that it was Holy Spirit in me making a declaration that I was breaking that pattern that was so deeply rooted in bitterness and strife 
and contention, I was breaking it then. I praise God because I didn't pass that on to my children. Because if I had done the same things, they might do the same things. And we can break that pattern. Springing up is a Greek word, phuo. It really, in the Greek culture, it referenced a small plant that pierced its way through the soil. That's what gossip is. People think it's a small thing and it creates bitterness and it creates contention and strife in the church, in our lives. And it, I'm declaring to you right now, I'm declaring in the name that is above every name. I'm declaring in the name that strife and bitterness must bow to, that it has no place, no authority, and the assignment is broken over our lives and Jonathan Creek Christian Church. No more. And we, if we're serious about this, if we are going to follow after this, if we're going to hunt it down, the erne, the peace of God, then we need to be in this together. The vision, the mission statement for Jonathan Creek Christian Church may, see, may seem simple, but it's very deep and it's steeped from the leading of Holy Spirit and in the word. We are a glorious church, abounding in grace, loving people to life. Allie, can you come up? And so God, here's the good news. It can be broken. You have the same spirit in you that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And it's so simple. Lord, I'm sorry. If we'll be honest, at some point in our lives, we've all gotten caught up in strife. Is that true? I've, I've confessed to the Lord when I've caught myself doing it. I don't want to be that person because I know this, that it is a spiritual blocker. The Lord told me three years ago, remain humble, be obedient, carry no offense, be quick to forgive. And everything I do, do in the love of God. That's what I want to do in these final moments or until I breathe my last breath. Because greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. And I don't want anything creating a spiritual blocker in my life. You know, when we think about the goodness of God, I didn't even, I wasn't even planning to share this. You know, it's been like three months. I shared it with only a few close family members. I didn't share it with a lot of people. The doctors were pretty positive that I had a form of cancer. Not only that, but Diane, they said my kidneys were so bad, the function that they were talking dialysis and possibly looking to a kidney transplant. But the Holy Spirit told me, keep it very close. I shared with Dr. Billy Brim. I shared with just the, the elders and a couple people and asked everybody to keep it really close-knit because God told me to speak life over myself. And so I spoke life over myself. I wouldn't, I wouldn't entertain any thought. I wouldn't entertain any doubt. 
I just believe God. Well, Friday, it took, it took a while at the doctors because they couldn't believe the report. There is no cancer in this body. And my kidneys are perfectly functioning. And the one doctor who's a believer said, I don't, how'd that happen? Well, it happened because God always does that for me. When I'm not going to have strife in my life. And when I'm going to cooperate with Holy Spirit and believe God on his word. How many miracles do we have to see till we'll trust the word of God? But if we allow strife and contention in this church, we're creating a spiritual block and we can't have it. So as much, and I do, because I know the love of God and the grace of God and God has called me here. And I love you, I love you. But if you're a person who wants to continue with the gossip, and I hope nobody is, and the strife, you won't have to make the choice to leave. I'm putting everyone on notice at Jonathan Creek Christian Church. Not in a negative way. It's a good way, right, Sarge? It will not be tolerated. You will be shown the door. Because here's the truth. Jesus is inspecting the troops. Jesus, is he coming soon, Allie? Sister Vonda, is Jesus coming soon? Tim Walton, is Jesus coming soon? Jake, is Jesus coming soon? We're in that season and we cannot entertain strife. So I love you. God loves you. Even if you chose to leave, I will love you. I will carry no offense, but we cannot have strife. We are a family. Even if someone brought a truth, you, the whisper down the lane. That, that's the reality of what happens. But Michael, if you get caught up in something, I'm going to come to you and, and, and build you up. If I have offense, I'm going to come to you, Michael, and tell you face to face. I'm not going to go to Eric and start gossiping about you, even if it's truth. I'm going to go to Michael and, and pray that Michael responds. Isn't that why we go to our brothers and sisters? I'm not going to go to those in the world. I'm not going to judge them. They're already condemned in their unbelief. And sinners sin. But when my brother and sister has gone through something, I'm going to go to them. I love you, Michael. And I mean that. There's not an issue with Michael, just so everybody knows. But if there was, I would go to Michael. And if he was doing something in open rebellion, that he couldn't be in leadership, then I would take Pastor Josh with me. And if he didn't respond, then we'd bring the elders in and then we'd do what the Bible says to do. Right, Sarge? But I'm not going to go talk about him so that there could be a whisper down the lane and by the time he gets to town, we equip the enemy with strife and contention and we prevent others from coming because who would want to go to a church with a pastor like that? Who would want to go to a church because by the time it gets there, it becomes something that is so far-fetched. Who would want to be there? What would make people want to come to our church? Well, it's not going to be strife and contention. But I could tell you, Aiden, the reason you come is because you can sense the presence of the Lord here. Isn't that true? How old are you, Aiden? He's 15 years old. Do you see what God is doing in his life? Because these young people 
They don't want the fake and the phony. They want God. They want the real. And we have the message. We've got the gospel that saves. And we yield to Holy Spirit. And we have to guard. Last, I'm going to say it one more time. We must chase after it with a passion. I've preached this message and I guarantee you the devil, I'm going to say it right now. Ha, Satan, you and your minions, your assignment over this church and over our families and our life is null and void. We are the redeemed of the Lord and we are seated in Christ in the heavenlies far above all power, dominion, rule, and authority. Ha, ha, ha. Your assignment is done in Jesus' name. Now let's stand and close in song. I really don't like speaking unless like God really gives me something. Um, but I kind of want to piggyback off your message because I came in in the first service like at the very, very end, like when Josh was up here and then Caleb was being Caleb and I, I walked out. But uh, I, we preach and preach and it's been a theme here because God's been speaking to all the pastors about how God has a calling on each of your lives. And I don't want to lie to you and say, because your message was, was dead on and we needed to hear that. But people will always come against you, especially when you have a calling. And so, you know, this church being under attack, that's not shocking. And I, I actually told my dad, I'm like, sometimes I really love being your daughter and sometimes I really don't love being your daughter because when God has a calling on your life, he, if you weren't the lead pastor here and it was somebody else, I don't care who it was, that person would be under attack and that person would be talked about in town. It's because God's doing something. And if he can, if he can, when, when Jake said, that's truth. Well, that was what he was told. It hit me. God was like really trying to talk to me this whole service. And I'm like, that, I do that all the time. When you truly believe something and I go to my sister, I'm like, girl, this really happened. She's going to believe me because of the way I delivered that. You know when somebody's being manipulative and cunning with their words, but you also know when somebody's coming to you with truth. And if I believe somebody, truly believe it, I'm going to go and then be like, guys, you seriously don't want to go to this church. I'm telling you you don't want to go. And there's been two instances in my life where I have experienced strife against me. Um, and it let's be real, we're human beings. When somebody talks about your family I have this all the time, especially being his daughter. You know, you get defensive, but then when it's my husband, I thought I was defensive with you. I'm like, you don't know. That is like the most awesome person ever. You are too, Dad, you know. But it just hits it hits a little bit even harder, right? And so there's, I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but there was two times in my life, the first time it took, I'm not, I don't want to get into too much detail, but it was an eight-year battle. And just last night, I feel like I, God said, you don't need to be silent anymore. And I actually delivered it for the first time, truly, the way God would have intended me to say it. And I was like, that doesn't mean that we're not blunt and to the point, because that's truth. And I actually went to my husband, because he's a little more blunt than me. I, I tend to overthink things. But it was just truth spoken in that moment. And after an eight-year issue, eight years, imagine going through something with somebody that you in the best way have to put up with, like you, you literally don't have choice. And it took eight years for me to last night finally feel like I was able to speak truth on something and let it go. 
the bitterness, all of it. I, I truly was like, wow, that is the best feeling ever. And then there was one that I just, God told me, Allison Hope, you better be silent. And my husband is usually the quieter one in that, those situations. And he came to me and was like, no, they're not going to talk about us like this in town. And I'm like, we're going to be silent. And God defended us the whole way. We didn't say one word, did we? Not one word, not one post. I didn't post last night about everything going on. I took it to that person, and truth was spoken, and I feel released from it. But I, I took it to that person. See, the, the, the lies about me are still out there. The lies about my family, that's not going to go away. But truth was spoken. So if you come to me one-on-one, -on -one, I don't have to say a word. I can show you the fact. Well, here you go. Here's that person's word. We don't have to defend ourselves like that. If we give it to God, he truly will defend us. But what you said, I really want to just make it to the church. I feel like it's like, yeah, duh, they're going to attack our church. But how, when they attack us on our home front, do we really get through it? Especially men. You have a strong role in your family. I believe this firmly. You lead your home. And if you are attacked and you bring it into your home, you need to stop doing that because you are the head of that house. And I don't mean you get to dictate your wife. We learned that. Like, I, I truly had to learn that, wow, no, he's not telling me what to do. Like, I respect that role so much because it's so important and needed. And so if you're a man in here and you have faced that attack, do not bring that into your home because it will affect your marriage. It'll affect your children. It'll affect your job. It'll affect how you are in this building. And so I just, what you said, I was like, man, that's so true. And then when Jake said, well, that's, that's the truth. That's what I was told. I'm like, and that's how it happens because we, we believe it. We truly believe it. I know that was a game, but still. Spirit had you do that, Jake, because it not only spoke to her, it did speak to anybody else. Yeah, it really, God used you in a powerful way. And that small, it may seem small and to some insignificant, it's very significant. It was very powerful. It really brought that home. Yeah, I just wanted to share that because it doesn't just happen here. It happens in our personal lives all the time. But I can tell you some will take eight years and I will pray with you through that battle and some will take no time at all. But give it to the Lord and don't let strife take over your life. Amen. So we're going to end with faithful now and we're going to give him the glory. Amen.